0: This is Paul Daniels, Chairman of Involved Investors. This podcast is about selling, and it's called Selling, Rest in Peace. Selling has gone through a complete metamorphosis in my lifetime. Those of you who rely on books to teach you how to sell will not like what I'm going to say very much. You'll certainly disagree. I'm not against business education. Indeed, a course at London Business School when I was in my 40s totally transformed my business life. I'd learnt things through that great teacher of life experience up to then, but then I found it fascinating to layer on top of that the more formal measures and key performance indicators of business. Break-even points, competitive advantage, return on capital invested, positive and negative cash flow, liquidity ratios debtor and creditor durations. Of course, I knew about all those things and intuitively included them in my own businesses. But actually, the formalisation of those thoughts into a more regulated mindset was very helpful. And indeed, I came out of that course, doubled the profits of S. Daniels PLC in both the following years, and then in the third year after leaving London Business School, we floated on the main list of the London Stock Exchange. When I was a boy, there was a famous book. It was a must read. It was by Dale Carnegie, and it was how to win friends and influence people. I'm sure it's still published. I started reading it, but frankly, I felt it insulted my intuitive knowledge. If you need to learn how to win friends and influence people from a book, then, in my view, you'll never win friends and influence people. Just as human beings can compare faces, every single face is different. They can recognise that each one is different. They also can spot sincerity, spontaneity, genuineness, warmth, love, kindness. There's no way that you've got time to look it up in a book. Page 14, number 4 paragraph dealt with this and indeed if you have to you haven't got it. So to me forget learning about selling in a book. But it is about that title making friends and influencing people and the prerequisites for that are either in your personality or they're not. If they are they come in the form of kindness, sincerity, integrity. If you have those and an outgoing personality with a sharp intellect, you will be able to sell, or not sell actually, be an ambassador for your company, because that's what it is. Selling is not about selling things. Isn't that a ridiculous statement? Selling is not about selling things. No, it's about people wanting to buy things from you. That's what selling's about. And being an ambassador and putting forward your company's point of view, and your company's values, you are doing just that. Just present the facts, answer the customer's questions, and secure the next step in the process. To witness what it was like when I started in business, you really should, and I really commend you, to watch a great film called Glen Gary, Glen Ross. There were some terrific actors in it, and they made it. Jack Lemmon being the most notable, but also Al Pacino, Alec Baldwin, Ed Harris, Jonathan Price. On a human level, it's incredibly sad. In fact, it's tragic. The way they treated their salespeople, the absolute torture that they put them through. Basically, there are only three categories of incentives which an employer can offer an employee. He can offer the employee carrots, in the form of financial reward and perks. I remember very well when Marks and Spencer used to treat their staff much better than any other retailer. And for example, they offered the ladies in their businesses, and there were obviously thousands of them, free hairstylists and free hairdressing sessions every week. means a lot to a lady, means a lot to us guys too, to see them. And it gave them self-worth and pride and was tremendous incentive for them to join Marks and & Spencer and be part of those sorts of supports. They've got more since, of course, and all, every other company has got on to the, the same ideas. So carrots are the first. The second are sticks, and I'll give you some example of sticks from Glengarry Glen Ross. And the third, which actually could well be the most valuable of all, is appreciation. It costs nothing. But it's a simple pat on the back. It's a name in the company bulletin or magazine. It's the chairman mentioning somebody in a speech. Appreciation goes a long way. But with Glengarry Glenn Ross, it was all sticks. He talked about AIDA, A-I-D-A, attention, interest, decision, and action. And then he finished off by saying, Are you interested? I know you are, because it's sell and close or walk. The big stick other memorable quotes from that film are abc always be closing and closing is important and put that coffee down coffee is for closers you remember michael milken in wall street lunch is for wimps actually i don't think lunch is for wimps i rather like lunches i enjoy them i get a lot of time to get to know my business associate over a lunch and my blood sugar drops if I don't have them. So I actually have always quite liked lunches. I don't decry them. I'm not one of those hard people who starves themselves to give an impression. Blake also says, I'd wish you luck, but you wouldn't know what to do with it if you got it. Real put downers all the way through. And the fact about the film is that the product is a complete fabrication, a an utter con. Attitude is a huge requisite in selling. I'll tell you a little story. I think it's apocryphal, but it's a great story. In the 1960s, the shoe industry was booming post-war. A Dutch company called Barter Shoes and British Northampton-based shoe companies were colonizing the world and providing them with footwear. A British shoe salesman was dropped by helicopter onto a tropical island in the Pacific. Not many people have been there before, and he was dropped into a clearing in the jungle and he fought his way through the jungle and on his way he met many of the indigenous people who were very surprised to see him there with his briefcase. Um, And he talked to them and got to know some of them and eventually found the only phone box on the island. Of course, there were no absolutely no mobile phones or anything like that then. And he phones his office and he says, will you please be good enough to come and pick me up from this island? There are 20,000 native people here. None of them wear shoes. And the helicopter came and picked him up. But a month later, another shoe salesman appears on the island, dropped by helicopter, same clearing, and he works his way through the jungle and eventually he finds the only telephone box. And he phones his office and he said, would you please be good enough to come to the same clearing with the helicopter that you dropped me off at and bring 20,000 pairs of assorted shoes because none of the natives here wear them. It's a great story. And the point is, it shows attitude. It shows a half-full and half-empty approach. And you've always got to have a half-full approach when you're selling. Ross Perrault, the American billionaire from Texas, who stood for president, worked for IBM. He obviously had the prerequisites to sell what was a very good pioneer product in those days, and he became the star salesman. He decided to set out on his own, and he founded a company called Electric Data Systems, EDS. He formed the company. He worked out the business model. He went to see his first customer. He went to see more customers. And after 50 visits, he had been rejected 50 times. After 75 visits to customers, he'd been rejected 75 times. But on his 78th visit, he scored. And he never looked back. I've talked before about champions, people who champion your cause, who get it, who back you. And obviously that 78th customer was a champion, is a champion, and I'm sure that Ross Perot will never forget him, his name, or what he did for him. And I'm sure that he never looked back because once you're just taking orders and people are actually justifying your confidence in your product, and you have to have that unbounded, then you get more confidence. And people can tell that you are more confident and wonder why and want to get onto the bandwagon. Remember the greed and fear? Greedy to get onto that bandwagon, fearful that they might miss it. So you get onto the roll. Thank goodness selling the old way is over. It wouldn't work anymore anyway. Buyers are much too savvy and they don't take kindly to Spivs and Conman. They've seen them coming from a mile away. They can see and understand and loathe pyramid selling, false promises. You only make one of those. Modern salespeople, as I've said, are ambassadors. And because they're honest, they can only be as good as their company. The company has to give them the tools. And they are the most important feeders of information back to the company and intelligence to give them the tools to create the best tools for the salespeople. To sell or the ambassadors to sell. Nowadays, selling has changed so dramatically. Many products are bought through auction over the web. They're sold via influencers to the influencers' followers. There are dot com rating sites everywhere TripAdvisor, TrustPilot, Money Supermarket, Witch, Glassdoor, Twitter. So, to sum up, I will never write a book on selling. I will impart the feedback from my many years of selling and try and encapsulate those in seven or eight points and if that's a book then forgive me for being a hypocrite. One, be yourself. Don't act. Be yourself. Two, listen. It's a really old saying that everybody has two ears and one mouth. Well, listen with your ears much more than you speak with your mouth. I've always found that difficult. I learnt it mostly from working for a charity for 10 years, which was a listening charity to people in serious stress and distress. And it taught me so much. And sometimes calls went on for hours, literally hours, before the real essence of the call came through. Listening is so important. Thirdly, Learn everything, everything about your company and its products. Buy into it, believe in it. If you don't, leave and join somebody you do buy into and can believe in. Learn everything about the competitor's products and what your customers and their customers want from them. Remember to go right through to the final user. If you're selling to a retailer, it's no good just knowing what the retailer wants. You must know what their customers want of them. Learn about the whole market sector. Learn about the person you are seeing, as much about them as you possibly can, and their company's main desires and touch points. Always tell them if you think another product, a competitor's product perhaps, would be better for their needs. Help them in every way you can, even if it's of no direct value to you whatsoever. Believe me, it comes back in the help they will give you. And even if it doesn't, it's the right thing to do. Don't waste their time, get to the point. And yes, I have to admit, closing is so important. And by closing, I don't necessarily mean asking for the order. I mean asking for the next step, making absolutely sure that you've listened to them, you've answered all their questions, They really get the points that you've made and you're then asking them what the next step is going to be. Can I phone you on such and such? Shall we meet again in a month's time? Can I provide you with any more information? Et cetera, et cetera. That is really important. I would say the three most important things are, be yourself, be natural, know everything about your company and its products and the customer as you possibly can and then move the sales process through the stages until hopefully you get the order. And if you don't, don't be a bad loser like some other people I could talk about right now in America, be a good loser. Take it on the chin, move on to the next customer. I think many of you will disagree with my points. Please let me have your feedback. I'm absolutely gratified and rather surprised at the numbers who are listening to these podcasts, it's very, very flattering to me, but I would really love the feedback and particularly from those who disagree with practically every word I say, and I can quite understand there would be many. Anyway, ambassadors are essential. If you haven't got the prerequisites to make an ambassador for your company, perhaps you've invented the software Perhaps you're a creative person who's developed the creativity. Perhaps you develop developed the IP. Whatever it is, horses for courses, put the ambassadors out on your front line and stay behind and direct them. I wish you much success. Of course, the front end, the sharp end is by far the most stressful but easily the most exciting in business to me. So get out there if you can, prick your fingers a few times, have some failures, be a good loser, get out there and win. Good luck folks, speak again soon.